say how happy I am to see the Crowders here from Columbus, Ohio. Brother and Sister Crowder, God bless you. Long time, friends. Could you give them a great big hand? We love and appreciate this, this family. And uh, we've known them for a long time from uh, Indiana, and now they are in Columbus, Ohio. Just, just wonderful people of God, and we're so honored that you have come this morning to be with us at Tree of Life Church. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking this morning into the word of the Lord to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. And I, I'm reading from beginning at the 13th verse. Now, if you're familiar with this chapter, if you're, if you're not familiar with it, I'll, I'll familiarize you with it. It is called, we call it the faith chapter. Uh, those who are familiar with it, they know that that's because this, this deals with so many characters of the Bible who demonstrated great faith. And so we pick up in the 13th verse of Hebrews chapter 11 as it references these heroes of the faith. And it says this, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. And I want to preach to you for just a few moments this morning on the subject, the point of no return. The point of no return. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. God, we thank you for what you're doing in this house. I thank you for the ministry of your spirit and the ministry of your word. I pray, O oh God, that your word would have free course today in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that, that you will anoint my mind and my mouth and anoint us to be hearers and doers of the word of God. Help our faith to be increased and our understanding to be sharpened. Lord, I pray that you will do it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And we give you the praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. Let's clap our hands one more time in the name of the Lord. Because he's a good God. And you may be seated in the, in the name of the Lord. Yes, it's called the faith chapter otherwise known as the Hall of Faith. A little play on words to liken it or to bring to mind the similarity to the Hall of Fame. And this, of course, is because in a Hall of Fame of a particular industry, entertainment, sports, or what have you, are those who have excelled and exceeded in a particular field. And so they many times will receive proper recognition of that excellence by being included in the Hall of Fame of their respective industry or sport. In this passage of Scripture, this chapter, we, we call it the Hall of Faith because these individuals excelled and exceeded 
in this realm we call faith. Amazing individuals who did remarkable things for God. So many of the, I'll say, big names of the Bible are located right here in Hebrews chapter 11, where that the writer is looking back on the lives of those that, that lived and died, but each demonstrated something that could not be ignored and, and was really a, another link in a line of successive individuals leading to the great and glorious promise of Almighty God. And the writer explains to us, one of the things I love about Hebrews 11 is the definitive nature of it concerning faith. It makes no bones about it. it it's one of the this is that scriptures. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. They did that by faith. You don't have access to a good report, but, but they did by faith. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were made of things which do appear. Were not made of things which do appear. Then he begins to describe Abel. How that by faith he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. He describes Enoch that he was translated that he should not see death. We understand that Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. We also understand that Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. He did this by faith. We know that by faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He, he built an ark, a large ark. If you want to see something perhaps comparable to the size of that ark, you can go down into Kentucky a ways. And there's a big old ark encounter that kind of gives you a little idea of what that might have been like. He talked about Abraham, that Abraham was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. And he obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. No GPS, no directions, just obedience. Not knowing whither he went and he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. I love that language. Just He was in the land of promise, but it seemed strange to him. And the Bible said that he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and whose maker is God. Then the writer said, don't forget about Sarah, because through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. He goes on to explain that Abraham offered up Isaac, accounting that God was able to raise him up from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau when he was concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. 
By faith, Joseph, when he died, he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose rather by faith to suffer affliction with the people of God, to suffer affliction with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, Rahab perished with them that believed. She did not perish with them that believed not because she received the spies with peace. Finally, the writer just says, what shall I more say? Time would fail me to tell you about all these heroes of faith. I wish I could tell you about Gideon. I wish I could tell you about Barak. I wish I could tell you about Samson and about Jephthah and about David and about Samuel. I wish I could talk to you more about the prophets. Listen to what these people did. Through faith they subdued kingdoms and they wrought righteousness and they obtained promises and they stopped the mouths of lions and they quenched the violence of fire and they escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness they were made strong. They waxed valiant in fight. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts. They wandered in mountains, they wandered in dens, and they wandered in caves of the earth. And these, all of them, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and let us lay aside every sin that doth so easily beset us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. 
Hallelujah. I want you to understand the world was not worthy of these people. They never did receive the promise, but they wandered in caves and dens of the earth. They never did receive the promise, but they were sawn asunder. They were stoned. They were tormented. They never did receive the promise, but they were tortured. The world wasn't even worthy of them by faith. They built arks. By faith, they brought down walls. By faith, they went through dens of lions. By faith, they walked through the fire and came out unburnt. By faith, hallelujah, they turned to flight the arms, the armies of the aliens. They did it all by faith and never received the promise. These all died. Every one of them died in faith. Not having received the promises. But they saw the promises afar off, and they were persuaded of the promises. Oh, I wish I could preach to somebody today how that you've got to see the promise afar off, and you've got to let what you see afar off persuade you. You don't have to see it with you right now, but you've got to be persuaded of things that are yet to be persuaded. When they were persuaded of it, they embraced it. And when they embraced it, there was a confession that came up out of their mouth. And their confession was this. I'm a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. God forbid that the child of God ever begin to get the mindset that they are ashamed of being called out of darkness and placed into this marvelous light. There needs to be a confession of your faith. There needs to be a confession that says, I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of those Jesus name people. I'm one of those blood washed people. I'm one of those tongue talking people. I'm one of those worshiping people. I'm one of those holiness people. I'm one of those one God apostolic believing people. Oh yes I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. They that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. They declare with their lifestyle that this world is not my home. They declare with the way they act and talk and praise and give and love that I'm not like this world. I've got my eyes on a heavenly prize. I'm looking for a city that has foundations. There's just something about these folks. They declare plainly that they seek a country. There's something about these folks. They declare plainly they're not a part of this culture. There's just something just different. Anytime they get a chance, they're in the house of God worshiping his name. Anytime they get a chance, they're reaching out trying to help somebody along the way. Anytime they get a chance, they're loving their neighbor as their self. There's something about these people. They declare plainly that they seek a country. But the part that gets me is this next statement. And truly, he, he put that word there 
before he said what he was about to say. Because he didn't want you to think he was just hyperbolizing. He was exaggerating. He was just, you know, speaking evangelistically. He said, truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had come out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. Did you hear what the writer just said? He said, truly, if Noah had been mindful of what was going on around him, he would have thrown down his tools and stopped building that ark. Truly, if Moses had been mindful of the political popular opinions of his day, he'd have walked away from that burning bush and said, I don't care if God's people are in bondage or not. Truly. Truly, if Abel had been mindful of the pressure he was getting from Cain, he never would have offered that more excellent sacrifice. Truly, if Enoch had been mindful of how everybody else was walking, he never would have walked with God and he never would have been translated. Truly! Truly, if Joseph had been mindful of what was going on in his life, he'd have stopped serving God a long time ago and forgotten all about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a coming Messiah, and 12 stars, and 12 sheep. Truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had come out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. They had come to a place, ladies and gentlemen, where they said, I'm never going back. I'm not going back. I've come this far by faith. Yeah, and I'm not going back. Hallelujah. I don't care how the devil tries to pretty it up. I remember what it was like to cry myself to sleep. I remember what it was like not knowing whether I was demon possessed or not. I remember what it was like wondering if I'd keep my sanity. I remember what it was like wondering if I was going to heaven or hell. I'm not going back. Oh, I'm glad you're shouting about it. I'm glad you're saying amen. I'm glad you're clapping your hands. We feel the same way. None of us going to go back. But truly, if you are mindful of that country, you can go back. I know you don't think you ever will, but you just dwell on it a little while. And you'll start slipping back before you know it. If you start becoming mindful of what somebody said about you here in the church, how dare they, hypocrite. You just start letting things get into your mind and you'll start going back to a thing God brought you out of. You'll start going back 
to a place God delivered you from. You'll start going back to things you never dreamed you would. You'll go back like a dog goes back to his vomit. You'll go back like a pig goes back to the mire. Truly. You'll go back if you start being mindful of that country from whence you were delivered. Oh, friend, don't go back. Don't go back. Go ahead. Go forward. I said go forward. If any man put his shoulder to the plow and look back, he is not fit for the kingdom. I want to be fit for the kingdom of God. He brought me out of darkness. He brought me out of false doctrine. He brought me out of fear. He brought me out of shame. He brought me out of confusion. He brought me out of heresy. He brought me out of lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes. He brought me out. I'm not going why would you want to go back the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but righteousness peace joy in the Holy Ghost let me tell you what that means there is it's in that order too it's righteousness and then it's peace and then it's joy. And it's all in the Holy Ghost. See, you're not going to get any joy without righteousness. You're not going to have any peace without righteousness. Christ is made unto us wisdom, redemption, sanctification, and righteousness. I've got to let his righteousness baptize me. I've got to be consumed with his righteousness. What do you think I'm looking at when I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith? I'm looking at his righteousness. When he filled me with his spirit, he filled me with his righteousness. When I abide in him, he's making me righteous. The result of that righteousness is peace. It's peace in my home. It's peace in my marriage. It's peace in my mind. I didn't have any of that in that country I came out of. There was a bunch of junk that promised me peace, but none of it can give us peace. I said, there's a bunch of stuff. They put it in a bottle. They'll roll it up in a, in a, in a, in a, in a joint. You hear what I'm telling you? They'll put it up in neon signs, and they'll tell you this will give you peace. It's a lie. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It starts with righteousness. And when that righteousness takes effect in your life, it settles you. It settles the nerves of your body. It settles the anxiety of your mind. It settles your spirit. And you feel peace. You may not even have joy just yet, but peace comes first. And when peace sits for a while, and settles for a while, and you catch your breath, and you come out of that deep, dark, sinister world, and God baptizes you with righteousness. He settles you with peace. 
You won't even be able to understand how you have peace because you know everything you did, everywhere you went, everything you did wrong, all the things you should have coming your way, but yet it's a peace that passes your understanding. And that peace has this amazing way of turning to, to joy. Joy. It's just... I, that's living for God. That, listen, that's, that's the country he's taking you to. That's the country that he, he's, he's leading you to. Don't go back to where you came from. And the devil knows that all you got to do is be mindful of where you came from. And you'll have opportunity to return. So he'll, he'll, he'll put where you came from to your favorite style of music. He'll have your favorite artist. Sing about where you came from. And you don't think you're going there because you're just, you're just thinking about it. You're just mindful of it. But truly, if you're mindful of that country from which you came out, you're going to go back. Oh, yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood knows. Hollywood knows how to pull you back in. Hollywood knows. Don't you know they're an agent of the devil? They know how to pull you back in. They know how to dress it up and make it look like something it wasn't. And you know it wasn't. But they just show you everybody having a good time. And they show you everybody living it up. And he paints the church in one light and paints the world in another light. But you think it's innocent because you're not really doing it. Just give it time. Truly, if you are mindful of it, you will have opportunity to return. Why? Why go back when the Lord has brought you out? You've got to have a, you've got to have a mentality that says, I've come across a threshold and I will not go back. I will not return. The Bible said that Ruth was a Moabitess. She was a Moabitess. She was married to Naomi's son. When Naomi's son died and her son-in-law died and her husband died, Ruth and Orpah came to Naomi and said, we're going to go with you. Naomi said, leave. Don't go with me. Go back to where you came from. Orpah had been mindful, apparently, of where she had come from. And she said, you know, it actually sounded like a good idea. I think I just go on back where it all came from. Because, you know, I didn't buy into all of these problems and folks dying and everything. Ruth, on the other hand, said, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. You told me about a God who parts the waters. You told me about a you told me about a God who will give us a land that flows with milk and with a honey I'm not going back it's what happens when you start dwelling on where you're going and not on where you've been the apostle Paul said this one thing I do I count not myself as to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind me I reach forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark over brother brother Urshan pastor listen I've got some I got some heavy duty stuff in my past forget it forget it but you don't know what I did forget it but if folks found out, I'd run in shame. No, you stop. Everybody in this building 
has stuff in their closet they don't want anybody to know about. But the blood of Jesus has covered that. I come against every whispering devil that's in your ear trying to condemn you and shame you for something God has forgiven you for. You've come to the point of no return. I'm not going back. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Proving holy, proving what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Woo! My God, transformed. How? How does that even happen? We a bunch of transformers. You listen, there's more than meets the eye to what they may look. They may look like somebody just meek and mild, but you put them in a prayer closet. Listen, a prayer closet is to the child of God what a phone booth is to Clark Kent. Child of God just goes walking all meek and mild and gingerly into a prayer closet and they rip open that prayer life and they come out. They can leap pole buildings in one single bound faster than a locomotive. transformed how by the renewing of your mind I'm gonna tell you Abraham had to renew his mind Moses had to renew his mind Paul had to renew his mind Peter had to renew his mind Noah had to renew his mind if they had been mindful of that country they would have gone back but when they begin to renew their mind, people coming up mocking Noah, stop building this ark. This is craziness, man. You know there's not going to be any need for this. Come on, Noah, don't get discouraged. Renew your mind. God told me to do it. I'm going to be obedient. I don't hear the music. I don't hear the choir. I don't hear the preacher. Noah was the only preacher of righteousness. I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, we, we say this a lot. If you won't do it, God will raise up somebody who will. I'm glad Noah didn't think that way. If Noah didn't do it, it wasn't going to get done. The Lord wasn't even all that interested in it. He had repented that he even created man. God was going to wipe everybody off the face of the map. And then all of a sudden, there was this man who remembered a prophecy about, about the heel of the seed of a woman crushing the head of the serpent. And he said, it's got to be a better day. I know there's violence all around me. I know this generation has turned their back on God. But maybe, maybe God will give grace to me. Maybe God will give favor to me. And Noah found grace in the sight of God. And when the 
discouragers came and when the mockers came and when the scoffers came and when culture turned against him and when everybody called him a cult leader, Noah remained renewed. I found grace in his sight. He favors me. He's coming. He's coming to give gifts to the children of men. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He kept his eyes by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, here's the, here's the reality. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to be conformed to this world, just stop renewing your mind. It'll be automatic. Just stop renewing your mind in the blood of Jesus. Just stop dwelling on the things of God. Just stop, just stop hearing the word of God. Just stop studying the word of God. Stop praying. Stop seeking God and you will automatically be conformed to this world. You know the world that's going to pass away in a fervent flame. You're going to be conformed to that world. You know the world where heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away. The grass withered and the flower faded but the word of our God shall stand forever that world you'll be conformed to it just as long as you don't renew your mind but here's the other truth if you will renew your mind you will automatically be transformed You'll go from fear to faith. You'll go from sorrow to joy. You'll go from depression to peace. You'll go from cancer to wholeness. Hallelujah. I speak that in Jesus' name. Somebody receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel a Holy Ghost power in this place. I came to put up a, a roadblock in front of somebody and say, don't go back. Don't go back. This is the point of no return. The whole world is jumping off of cliffs. The whole world is shooting themselves up with lethal injections. The whole world is drowning in despair and depression. And you're wanting to go back to it? My God. You know, when Ruth, when Ruth was told by Naomi, Naomi looked at her and said, I don't want you following me. Go from me. You know, sometimes when you're serving God in the church, there are going to be people that you have developed confidence in that might give you every reason in the world to turn around. Don't go back. I love you, Naomi, and what you're saying is kind of hurting my feelings, but I'm not going back. Let me tell y'all something. You can't offend me out of the church. I'm just gonna tell you right now, you can't gossip me out of the church. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't care what rumor somebody says, I'm not leaving the church. This is the church triumphant. It's been through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. It's been through the storm, but the wind couldn't turn it. I'm talking about the church in the book of Revelation. It's built on a rock, on a firm foundation. It's been through the flood. It's been through the fire. But one of these all day. This church is going to move up higher. And when the roll is called up yonder, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. There's nothing worth returning. 
Somebody lift your hands to the Lord right now. Somebody lift your hands to the Lord right now. your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, my God. I need a husband or a father. I need a man of God. I need a woman of God. I need somebody to come down right now and say, I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm not going back. I'm leaving it all behind me, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. You say, but I make mistakes, Pastor. Don't you let your mistakes turn you back to where God brought you from. You come on down to an old-fashioned altar and say, Lord, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. I'm in this thing for the long haul. I'm in this thing for the long haul. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Come on, that's it. That's it. Desire a better country. Desire a better country. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. Pour it all out. Pour it all out to him. Pour it all out to him. get a hold of you. This is the point of no return. I'm pushing ahead. I'm never turning back. This is God's will. I'm going for it.
Oh, baby. 